Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. Welcome, Andrew, Sky, Adam, Johnny. We have a full house tonight, and you know that is because there is one reason for it. It is Super Bowl week. We are going into the last game of the NFL 2023-24 season in Las Vegas, Nevada. It'll be 11.30 at night between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Part of us maybe would have been a gone to Vegas. We did get the invite, but, you know, we we thought we'll give this one a miss. We don't need the bright lights in the big city when we've got each other, you know, because we're better together. That's why. So I hope we're all doing OK, guys. An exciting week, an even more exciting week. We're doing a Super Bowl meetup between us as pals as well. I mean, it's going to be drinks flowing, food flowing. We'll be in Pizza Express because it's the only place Adam can eat. So there'll be a few... <laughs> Pepperonis knocking about, a couple of bolognaises. He laughs, but it happens every time. Um, very exciting week. It's really cool to see the people who are contemporaries and also people who are big of us in the podcast world and in the media world all landing in Vegas. Radio Row's been happening, been following a couple of the guys who we've made friends with during our media, media outings this year in Germany and in uh, London as well. And it's really cool. And I hope they all have uh, the, the best of times. Um, right, we might as well go crack right into it. Let's all get our opinions about who's going to win this thing. Um, Super Bowl 58, 49ers, they're the top seed of the NFC against the Chiefs, who are the third seed in the AFC. Andrew, we're going to roll around to you to begin with. Um, a, a, a Super Bowl, a lot of people would have predicted before the season started. Um, how do you see this contest going and what these teams need to do to get themselves over the line? Yeah, it's going to be a really good contest. I think uh, it's, it's a nice little matchup we've got going on here. Um, obviously, the Chiefs currently playing the best football they've played all year going into this, and the 49ers probably uh, struggling the most they've struggled through, throughout the season, not as dominant as they were at the start. So it makes it really, really interesting. Um, and I think we're going to have a nice little shootout of Kansas City defence versus the 49ers offense. I think that that's the matchup that this is going to go down to. So, um, yeah, really, really looking forward to it. Sky, it is a, it's a bakerless Super Bowl. I know it breaks your heart. Your team, the Cowboys didn't make it. Your team, the Patriots didn't make it. I mean, uh, I can imagine you're going to struggle to support one of these teams because, uh, you know, I know, I know you like to flip between a few, you know, I haven't, which side are you leaning here? I haven't sworn in a year since joining the pod, and I almost did then with all of that. <laughs> all that slander, it almost came out. Um, I said the 49 Don't you get Adam Ryan up? When I made my pick, I've said the 49ers throughout the season. Obviously, like in terms of who I actually think is going to win, and I stick by that. Um, I was going to save this stat for the end, but you know what? Before we went live, I said, I know who's going to win. I'm going to tell you how it's going to happen, and Andrew set me up perfectly. The Chiefs allowed 17.3 uh, points per game in the regular season. They're only allowing 13.7 in the postseason. So if the 49ers don't score 20, they lose. And if they do score more than 20, they'll win because they're 20 and 0 with Brock Purdy when they've scored at least 20 points. So there you go. That's it. Why did it? Wow. There's... Someone did their research on the pod. Wow. <laughs> 20 and 0 is impressive, though, right? With at least 20 points. Uh, it, you know, it's, a, it's not like I feel like with Brock Purdy, there was. Last year it was, oh, we don't have a big enough sample on him. He was carried, but he he leads so many metrics uh, in terms of first against the blitz. Uh, people talked about Spagnola and how well that they managed to blitz against Lamar Jackson. But, I mean, don't want to upset Adam here because Ravens were his team that he was picking to go all the way. But they just didn't rush. They didn't run the ball. And I feel like Shanahan 
will have a game plan there where they can deal with the blitz and McCaffrey can hurt them on the ground because I think that's the weakness. Yes, that argument's on the 49ers side as well. We've seen them get torn apart by the Packers and then against the Lions as well. Uh, but I think the 49ers have got multiple um, routes to success in this game. I'm surprised you didn't pull out the stat about the winning his team in white jerseys compared to <laughs> coloured jerseys and everything like that. Is that... Because it's the white, it's, it's sided with white jerseys, right? Don't they? Are they more frequent winners? Or have I got that? Wrong yeah. Around? No. Yeah. Do we have the exact number? I'm curious. Do you have the now. exact number, Adam? Have you got the stat? No, I don't. I just assumed that was the kind of stat that Sky would come out with. You see, so that was. Oh, that, I, I was surprised that. that you didn't come up with that one. So, yeah. Instead, he came up with another completely pointless one. But there you go. <laughs> no, why was yeah. it pointless? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any pointless stats for us, Adam, but may contribute to either the Chiefs beating the 49ers or Brock Purdy winning this for them? Uh, no, I have no stats at all for you, I'm afraid, other than the fact that I think that, as we've seen, if you bet against Mahomes, you lose. So we know who's probably going to win. So you think the Chiefs are going to win it? It's just I think the Chiefs Mahomes will win. <laughs> just all the Mahomes factor, though. Uh, I think their defence is better than the 49ers' defence. Um, I think the as we've seen with Mahomes, he home or away, he, he seems to get the job done. Um, the 49ers in this playoff run have conceded quite a few points against the Packers and the Lions and also against the run, which is surprising. So I think Pacheco will have a really good game in this one. Um, yeah, I just think that, I think it'll be a lot closer than what some people think, but I think the Chiefs experience will get them over the line. I'll move on to you, Johnny. Who thinks we're running away with that Lombardi trophy at the end of the night in Vegas? I'm going to have to go with everyone else. I think um, the 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 narrative around this Super Bowl just fits the the Chiefs perfectly as as the winners. You know, the team that have um, probably had you know a bit of a down year. I think regular season wise, but um, yeah, you, you can't bet against Mahomes, and they've got you know an elite scoring defense as well, and um, you know that was personified against the Ravens, and I think with everything with you know this being in Las Vegas, the whole hype around Taylor Swift, whether or not she's going to make it or not, I don't know. I think it just fits perfectly for the the script writers um, to to have a, a Chiefs victory. So uh, yeah, I'm not going to go. I'd love to see the 49ers win. I'll just throw it out there. I'd love to see some of the the players uh, on their team, you know, get a get a um, get a ring, but. Um, yeah, I don't think I'd, I want to bet against Mahomes at this stage. I'm really split down the middle with this because I really don't want the Chiefs to win, but I think they will because of the Mahomes factor and because their defence is really severely underrated. Um, but I am I am really back in the 49ers. I really want them to win. I mean, Christian McCaffrey carried my fantasy team all season. Um so obviously I love him quite a lot, um, and also I I I, I really enjoy their defense. Fred Warner is one of my favorite players in the league at this point. He's so good in in that middle linebacker position, um, but they just always find a way to win. The Chiefs they've been here, they've proved themselves many a time in this place. And if anything, yeah, like Sky said, the Chiefs have been playing their best football. Sorry, no, Andrew said, well, one of you said, the Chiefs have been playing their best football in the playoffs and the 49ers have actually looked shaky more than anything. Um, there's a lot of things surrounding Andrew this Super Bowl, a load of narratives and storylines, one of them being Brock Purdy and, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, um, the last pick in the draft in the 2022 draft, if I'm correct. Um Obviously, he got to an NFC Championship last year, got injured very early in the game. Loads of quarterback injuries in that game. The 49ers basically just played to lose in the in the last quarter because of that. And then 
they've been on a, a big trajectory this year. A lot of it was hoping for Brock Purdy would stay healthy for the whole season, which he's, he's, he's done a very good job at doing. Um, and a lot of players on this team have been seeming to be deserving to go to the Super Bowl because they have been outstanding. What what does this run say to, to for, for Brock Purdy in his future and maybe some of the naysayers out there, and especially if he wins this? Yeah, especially if he does. If they do win the Super Bowl, there's a strong possibility that he might also be the Super Bowl MVP as well. But, you know, nine times out of ten, it, it tends to go to a quarterback. And um, I haven't done my research like Sky did, but I don't remember ever a time where Mr. Irrelevant was the Super Bowl MVP. So I think that's going to hold um, quite a lot of stature in, in, in the NFL itself for it to, to be an accolade for him to take. Um, I do worry, though, that there is an alternative um, scenario with this, that um, he's been largely outplayed in both of the uh, playoff games by the other quarterback. Um, so if we know the Chiefs start off quick, they like to get ahead early. And if they if they knock Purdy and, and uh, he doesn't start off strong, then they lose. Is there a scenario where the 49ers then say, maybe this isn't the guy that can get us to the end goal? And there might be a bit of um, uh, off-season quarterback competition between him and Sam Darnold, maybe. <laughs> you cannot still be on the Sam Darnold train. It's like you and Colin Cowherd are the only people still on the Sam Darnold train. <laughs> Never been on the Sam sure. Darnold train. I just... Uh, he has been largely outplayed, he, he, you know... Jordan Love outplayed him for three quarters and Goff outplayed him for, for two quarters. So, um, yeah, that's... Can but, I just say, yeah, we, I've... We've, we've, just, we've just lost all our viewers because you mentioned Sam Darnold. Like, they literally, it's just dropped like a stone. So. <laughs> they're going to come back for a stat, though. Um, I do know that... I couldn't tell you how many... I don't think Mr. Irrelevant... I don't know if they've won the Super Bowl MVP, but I do know who the first Mr. Irrelevant to be part of a Super Bowl winning roster was. It, anyone know? I don't know because he played for the Patriots. Uh, one of your running backs. No, it was a special teams random guy called Marty Moore. Against the Rams, the Patriots' first win. He was the first Mr. Irrelevant to be part of a Super Bowl winning roster. I'm sure some, I hope, I bet you someone will, will check and then correct me later, but I'm 90% 90, 90 certain. Just Patriots trivia. Oh, we've lost Fred. Fred is now silent. Does that make me the host? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can't You're hear Fred it's going to be trivia night. Super Bowl trivia <laughs> night. <laughs> well, after uh, my my statement, my outrageous statement of uh, of Purdy, just want to get your guys' thoughts um, quickly, Adam. I know, uh, obviously, I've I've come out with something a bit outrageous. Maybe you can bring us back down to ground. Um, I talked about this being a big thing for Purdy. Is it a big thing for Shanahan as well? Because um, obviously Andy Reid was in a similar position and he managed to get over the line and win a Super Bowl and then win another one. Do you feel like Shanahan's now in a position where if he doesn't get over the line, people might be talking about if he can if he can do it? 
or um, do you think he will get over the line and, and then go on and, and win multiple Super Bowls like Reed has? Yeah, a lot of people are saying this, aren't they? Like, if he wants to be considered um, one of the greats, he's got to win a Super Bowl. Um, I think, to a certain extent, that's probably true. Really, when you think about it and how it how it does work um, in the NFL, you kind of have to win, the, you know, the Super Bowl in order to be considered that. I think it, it's one where, when you think about all these coaches that have come through the sort of Mike Shanahan tree and and so it's sort of all come through Kyle and then everyone else and you sort of think well if it doesn't happen it's just another knock against it isn't it so that's that's the problem with that it's like you always need to I suppose in a way he's the one who kind of needs to validate himself a little bit um and and become that sort of like that great and then all of a sudden that tree is going to be like yeah they're going to keep going down it for many years to come i mean they're doing it anyway but it, it just sort of feels that that's uh that is a thing but i i do think he might he might struggle on this one sky and on the, on the flip side of that i'm going to come to you for this because you're uh well known in this 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 part of American football. If Andy Reid does win this, what are we saying in terms of the Kansas City and being uh, a dynasty uh, and taking that mantle off of the Patriots? Do you think this solidifies it for them or do you think there's more to, more they need to do? I think them winning this solidifies it. I know we, we touched upon this briefly earlier in the chat, um, but I don't think they're a, a dynasty now. Um, it's just a case of you've got a of course, they've been consistent. I'm trying to find what I actually wrote earlier because I felt like it was it was good and, and relevant. But, you know, the Patriots, you know, you, well, you'll remember, Andrew, when we lost that 2011 Super Bowl to the Giants, there was no dynasty talk until we went and beat the Seahawks in 2014. And that was, you know, off the back of two championship games and a Super Bowl. And then you get the wins over the Falcons and the Rams and another loss to the Eagles. And that's when you start to go, well, you know, you've won it three in five years now. You're a dynasty. Um, whereas with the Chiefs, yes, they've made six title games in a row, but I think it is six in a row, right? Was it six AFC title games in a row? Um, if they only leave that with two rings, you almost go, oh, well, it's not the, the best conversion rate. And yes, that's harsh because they're still making the final. Um, but I think to be a dynasty, you've got to be coming out um, more times than not on top. Um, and we know what, you know, these backup, you know, or... These guys like Eli Manning, Nick Foles, I've seen it firsthand. They like playing spoiler for like Brock Purdy's. He's got that role ready to do it to Mahomes. I've just got a feeling. Maybe Brock Purdy will go down injured in like the first minute and Sam Darnold will play with him. <laughs> what are the odds on that? Sam Darnold. Mate, get me. 888, get it up now. Bet365, get it up now. Whatever that is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I probably missed like, I probably missed a few things that you guys said. The last thing that I heard was Sky giving us an irrelevant stat about a Patriots guy who won MVP. <laughs> I was quite glad it cut out at that point. To be fair. I had more trivia as well in terms of when Adam was talking about Shanahan. You know, everyone's been talking about he could be the first father-son uh, head coaching winning duo, couldn't it? Because of his uh, his father. They just celebrated recently, didn't they? The Broncos after um, they had their back-to-back -back titles in the late 90s. So. Have you have you had the day off today? Is that what's no, happened? Just, <laughs> You've gone on the computer and found a million stats. That's time. I don't know why I moved into Austin Powers Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you talk about when I was briefly away? It sounded like Dynasty talk. No, we're just uh, talking about what it means for 
uh, the two head coaches of these teams um, mainly. Um, so you can lead with uh, get Bisbee involved in a, in a question if you've got anything, Fred. I have definitely have. Um, obviously, one of these teams, Johnny, has got to lose. Who, which team does it damage more in the you know going forward in the long run? Because we do see quote unquote Super Bowl hangovers by teams. I mean, the, the Eagles haven't exactly performed to standard this year, and they lost the Super Bowl last year. And it, it has become a theme, so to speak. Do you think you know the, the Chiefs? The Chiefs lost the Super Bowl. They bounced back pretty quickly. Um, what, what, what? Do which team do you think is going to damage more if it doesn't? I, I, I think the pressure is definitely on the the Niners. I think it's been almost thirty years since they won a Super Bowl, and you, you consider the Niners as like you know one of the the. I don't know. It's like wealthy sort of NFL teams that should be rich in in Super Bowl wins because it's such you know a historic franchise, I suppose. So you know they've gone so long without a Super Bowl victory. This is the second time they're coming up against the Chiefs, back to back defeats against them in the big game. I think you know paints a picture of you know just how dominant the Chiefs and and Mahomes are, and that, that hump is you know throw so many more questions at the Niners. Um, Andrew sort of touched on yeah a few of the points about you know Shanahan um, you know you've got to be you've, you've got to I think it's a lot harder for a coach to be considered great than a player um, if they don't have any you know any accolades in terms of Super Bowl wins to um, you know to, to 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 back that up so you know it's huge for him obviously a lot of talk um, around whether or not you know the, the a win impacts his career. Same, obviously, with Brock Purdy. The, the amount of conversations I think that will, will will happen. So there's a and you know they've got aging stars as well. I think you know they they probably got a window window here, um, which because you know Mahomes, um, you know the Chiefs have got their quarterback set for the next decade. The the the, the Niners' current window I think is probably a, a, a bit shorter than than, um, than than we think. So. Yeah, I think the pressure is definitely on on the the Niners um, to win here. I think you know, obviously, they're two very evenly matched teams, and we both expect them to be, you know, two of the best competing teams next year as well. But I think mm. the Chiefs, with the 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 down year that we've always, you know, we've said at times throughout the season, obviously not in the postseason, they've been brilliant. They they've managed to um, you know make it back to the Super Bowl without hitting first gear. Um, and um, sorry, you know, in top gear, and um, the Niners have been probably the most dominant team um, of of um, of the season. So yeah, I think the pressure is definitely on them uh, to perform. And um, you know, I think they're they're slightly slight favourites um, at the moment. Last time I checked, but um, yeah, it's um, it's it's almost coin flip time. But um, I, 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 you can't bet against my homes. So. <laughs> but we'll see. I don't want to be a negative Nelly about the game, Adam, but you've not seemed entirely <laughs> enthralled about this Super Bowl. And not that you've been completely fine on the show. I'm not saying you need to bring the energy or anything like that. That's why I'm here. I have to bring enough energy for for all of us. And uh, but you've said you've said pretty much as soon as this was Super Bowl, but you're like not really bothered about this game. Do you think that we found? It has become a little bit more frequent in in recent times that the Super Bowl is becoming a little bit predictable, maybe, some may say. Like, what, what did you think? 
do you think that it does run the risk of it being a little bit similar year on year with Chiefs, you know, Chiefs always in the AFC, the 49ers have been sniffing around there for a good while. Like it was quite the idea of the Ravens or the Lions going to the Super Bowl, I thought was a lot more thrilling and exciting than the idea of the 49ers and the Chiefs. Yeah, I think it can get a bit samey when you do have a team that just consistently goes to the Super Bowl every year, um, you know, or, or gets close to it. it. It feels like once you reach the championship games, you, you're kind of stuck with just a few teams. Uh, this year, actually, we had a couple that weren't, but obviously they both didn't make it. Uh, so that is a bit of a bit of a shame that you get that. I mean, it, it, when you have... You know, we've been talking throughout the season and then before about how strong the AFC is. And yet it's the same representative again. You know, this is what I mean. It's like so it kind of it does reach that point where it can get a little bit like that uh, on the NFC side. I know last year was the Eagles. This year is the 49ers. So it's different teams in that respect. But they were the two teams in the championship game. So it, it's a bit like it's it, we're not really seeing much difference um, happening here. Obviously, if you go back, you had the Patriots that were there forever doing, you know, get, winning all the time or, or getting into the Super Bowl. So it, it's not uncommon that this happens. And obviously you do get dynasties like this sometimes where it, it can go down that route. But um, yeah, I mean, that neither team are particularly likable, I don't think um that they, they're not there's no underdog story here which maybe that might be more of a british thing than an american thing i, I would you know throw that out there that, that might be more what how some of us feel about it rather than other people but um yeah i, I think it can get sometimes it can get a bit samey once it reaches this point of the uh of the whole competition well the patriots didn't win all of them did they andrew you know all about that, buddy, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Look at Sky. <laughs> Breaks his heart, bless him. Um, and the biggest important question, I suppose, of the Super Bowl is what colour is the Gatorade going to be? Oh, got to be red or pink, surely. Well, you, you'll have to tune in to the uh, Friday show for the betting show uh, because wow. we will be going through all the odds of what colour the Every Gatorade time. will be what the first song will be that Usher performs and all of the proper odds that um, you really, really want to bet on for the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, maybe stay tuned for that one, Fred, and uh, we'll let you know what colour it will be. I had to get Gatorade stats, surely. Gatorade stats? What's this show turn into? <laughs> um, will your show be on Friday? Yep, Friday, 6.30, we'll be live um, going through all your... Uh, we'll have a couple of bet builders and then we'll have all the fun um, odds as well uh, brought to you by Sky. <laughs> Not the uh, company, Mr. Pank, because <laughs> he is our resident long odds, crazy odds uh, performer. And you'll have a couple of uh, two-to-ones from Adam, I'm sure. Easy money the coin toss 50-50. That's that's Adam's got his money on that. I'm the, oh, yeah. I'm the Brock Purdy of the of the betting show. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant, but then in the brightest lights, I'm gonna show up. And Adam well, is Adam Bill Belichick in that case then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always just, brings just the hoodie. Really, really angry all the time. Yeah. <laughs> just just win, baby. Just win. That's it. Just win yeah. games. Do do your job and win games. That's, that's exactly. 
Well, the Super Bowl for well, some of us is going to be an exciting night. And for anyone who is out there going to be watching it, it it's a great time to watch NFL with your friends, to enjoy yourselves, to have some drinks and some food. So, you know, when we, we will be enjoying it together or even some of us apart, and then it will be, yeah, it'll be a really good fun night. And then it will accumulate into the off season, which we will not be going away for. We will be we're definitely remaining throughout the off season. We'll go into a few things in February, then straight into um, free agency, a bit of draft talk as well. We have already started doing some of the draft talks, so make sure you go and check out them episodes as well. But really, really good um, by Andrew and Adam. Um, and then obviously straight into the draft in April, and it'll be our, our summer holidays, it'll be, which will be very nice. Um, so, yeah, make sure you enjoyed the Super Bowl. Some massive news today with the Philadelphia Eagles being announced as the team to be playing in Brazil, in Sao Paulo. That will also be the Friday night game on the opening week of the season, which is quite a bold, boozy move. Bold, ballsy move, not a bold, boozy move, um, which I do believe, I think it was our own Neil Reynolds that got the scoop on that in the uh, in the, in the Roger in the uh, Roger Goodell meeting. So congrats to Neil for, for getting that. And I'm sure that'll be a lot of fun. Um, we'll go into the NFL awards now. Lots of awards um, coming up. But it will be on this Saturday, I believe, is the um, honours night. So we'll go into MVP. Well, no, we'll go MVP. We'll go backwards instead. We'll go. Uh, we won't go assistant coach of the year. We don't. Uh, do you want to talk about assistant coach of the year? Ben Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Ben Johnson, Mike McDonald, Todd Munkin, Jim Schwartz, or Bobby Slovic. Can't make a case for Munkin after refused no. to run the ball. So yeah. go with uh, Andrew. It's got to be Ben Johnson. Anyway, uh, we'll go on to Coach of the Year. Dan Campbell of the Lions, John Harbour of the Ravens, D'Amico Ryans of the Texans, Shanahan, Carl Shanahan of 49ers, and Kem Stefanski of the Cleveland Browns. Sky, I'll go to you on this one. Who's winning this and why are they winning it? I said D'Amico Ryans only because when me, you and uh, Bisbee went through in the um, off-season Obviously, I didn't predict the Texans to make the playoffs, but I did say I felt there was going to be a buy-in there with him being a former player of the Texans and what a job he'd done developing them. I know people focus on Stefanski and, and Campbell, but I feel like there were expectations on both of those teams going into this season anyway, whereas the Texans almost had no expectations. So he deserves pretty much all the credit for what's happened in Houston and development of CJ Stroud. Do you not think that maybe there's a little bit of Dan Campbell, maybe Dan Campbell should be forward there? Because I feel like D'Amico Ryan's, a lot of it, people could say this is CJ Stroud that's turned this around. And that's, he was already a very talented player anyway. Whereas Dan Campbell's sort of taken a bit of a, a ragtag bunch of guys and made them into this, you know, powerhouse of a team. And this team that really believes and also has, has taken the team as far as it has ever been in, in 30 years. I'm going to upset you with this. I don't know why, since that Dan Campbell uh, presser after the game where he was like, I don't know if we'll make it back here. Like, of course, I'm paraphrasing, but I was almost like, come on, man. Like, you went for it a bit too much and in the brightest lights, like, you almost overthought it all. Like, it doesn't take anything away from the season, but um, I don't know. It's just sort of made me want D'Amico Ryans to win it. <laughs> I do have to reiterate, these awards are just for season aren't they they don't include playoffs they're not meant to anyway but they definitely i feel do. like they yeah we've had this conversation all of us i feel like it doesn't include it but like every year there's always there's never a surprise like when you look at who's made the playoffs or how they've done like there must be mm. some secret voting underneath do you mean there's a secret island where they all vote yeah <laughs> Oh. <laughs> they're waiting for our invite 
conspiracy theories, my man. Um, <laughs> comeback player of the year, Johnny. Joe Flacco, Damar Hamlin, Baker Mayfield, Matt Stafford and Tua Tonga via lower. I mean, it's got to be one guy, hasn't it? I mean... Oh, I feel it has to be Demar Hamlin because of yeah. But um, you're going to say it's not going to be Demar. Well, I thought I thought you I thought you did it because there's been a lot of noise about Joe Flacco potentially winning it, and which is great, obviously. You know, he took the but the you know Demar Hamlin literally died on the field, and you know he he may not have played a lot of football, but um, but yeah, it's it's fantastic to see that you know he's um you know doing well for and you know it's still an NFL football. I think that's uh. Um, you know, such a, a brilliant achievement to be to be on the field. So I've got, got no qualms against Demar Hamlin. But there's been there has been a lot of candidates, I think, for um, for a comeback player of the year. Um, so you know, I think yeah, it's nice to see that the the, the conversation. But yeah, Demar Hamlin uh, has to be surely. Oh, they no Baker in their sky. I mean, <laughs> am, am I allowed to say Demar Hamlin didn't make that fourth down, and that's why Baker Mayfield should get the comeback <laughs> on that alone. Um, shortly, like, I called it in the off season, and everyone laughed. I yeah, we well, laughed because we said if Hamlin steps onto a field, he'll win it. He doesn't need true. to do anything that's else true. other than step on a field. <laughs> out, of everyone, out of everyone we've named though I don't think any of the other guys should win over Hamlin I think Mayfield is probably the only one who's mm. I know some people would even point to Tua and his injuries but I wouldn't say so I would say it's between like 80% Hamlin and 20% Baker shouldn't the actually, comeback player of the year come back from something like an injury there's, yeah, there's not even Hamlin a... came back from death, mate. Yeah, no, no, I'm not going against him. I'm going against the idiot <laughs> who's saying Baker Mayfield. Jesus reborn Easter story. <laughs> we, and we had this argument last year when we said that Geno Smith came back from being bad for his career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And getting a broken jaw. He got punched by his teammate. It's not, forget, it's years not ago. a comeback, is it? What have you come back from? <laughs> I I as I was thinking this other day, and I was like, I bet you can't get odds for it yet, but I would put money on it now. I'd put money on Nick Chubb or Aaron Rodgers winning it next year. Yeah, yeah, like for sure, yeah. one of them. Surely, I'd put fifty quid on each yeah, uh, before these even even started. Um, Andrew, defend. I know I was going to go to um, Adam, but he, he hates defense. He's only all about the <laughs> offense. That guy, defensive rookie of the year, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter. Joey Porter Jr., Kobe Turner, Devin Witherspoon. I took issue with this list as well, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. Will Anderson. Shut up! Will I, what are you talking about, Will Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> the, te the, Texans want to, the Texans want offensive and defensive rookie of the year. So they'll uh, they'll take that. I think he's he's, he's been who are you who do you want to win it? My guy isn't even on the list. Well, I'm aware of that, but then why not Will Anderson? Why not your your guy, guy Porter? I well, <laughs> I I think Porter shouldn't be on there. I think it should be Brian Branch personally. I think yeah, Brian Branch. Uh, yeah, I, I I thought there was a couple of snubs within a few of these um, ones. I thought Steichen should have been in for the Coach of the Year, but uh, I think Brian Branch should have been in for this. But uh, I think the mark that Will Anderson's made and and been a bit of a leader on that defence as well. It deserves just the nod. I don't think any of the others have particularly done anything 
over um, what he has in particular. Maybe you can make an argument for Bland, but um, yeah, I uh, I'm going with Will Anderson. I'd probably go. I'd probably go for Will Anderson after Brian Runch, to be fair. So I can't be that angry at that. Um, Adam, offensive rookie of the year, you got between Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, Puka Nakua, Bijan Robinson, and CJ Stroud. I mean, this is between two personally. Uh, I think it's probably Stroud that's going to win it. Um, he's been the rookie wise. I think he's had the biggest impact. I would argue out of all of them on the on the team. And bear in mind the Texans, obviously they were the number two pick, wasn't it, the like the year before. So to go from the number two pick to a playoff team, um, I think we can like a little bit like you were saying. Is it D'Amico Ryan's or is it Stroud? And I think the fact that that's even the conversation probably shows that Stroud should be winning this as the um, offensive rookie of the year. You don't think Pukunuku will get close? He won it. The yeah, other I day. think he probably he probably deserves the mention, doesn't he? Because he's broken all the rookie records. He, he probably does. It's just that unfortunately, I think that more often than not, these if there's a quarterback in the award, a quarterback gets the award. So that's mm. that's the problem. What what were you saying there, Sky? Sorry, he won what the other so, day? He won the Sporting News Rookie of the Year over Stroud Nakua. Oh, really? Last weekend, yeah. I think it's literally like, uh, I feel like the, the games that he missed two games in the Stroud when he had yeah. the concussion. I feel like that can almost, considering the crew has set so many records, um, I feel like that works in his favour. And literally looked way better than Cooper Cup in a lot of games. And Cooper yeah. Cup was the offensive player of the year, what, two seasons ago. Um, Offensive player of the year. I mean, I'm getting this. I'll round table these because these are a bit more, a uh, bit more broader, and we can chat about it. I suppose. Um, offensive player of the year: Tyreek Hill, Lamar Jackson, C.D. Lamb, Christian McCaffrey, and Dak Prescott. We all know Dak's not going to win it, so he's going to be put to the side. Um, I mean, who would like to lead? Sky. Who do you think is going to win this? Oh, who should win it? I always feel bad talking about this award because it almost like, especially in a season like this, it just feels like a consolation prize for someone who should have won the MVP, mm. but they just weren't given to him because it's a quarterback mean. award. Um, I feel like McCaffrey or Lamb. I feel like McCaffrey, we know, has been you know the standout player for the 49ers. Everything runs through him, despite them having so many superstars. But also, I feel like CD Lamb for me was. I know people talk about Tyreek Hill, but I think he was the best receiver this season. Um, he had some insane stretches uh, through the middle of the season and I know obviously didn't really come up big in the playoffs, but yeah, I would still lean towards McCaffrey though. Still lean towards McCaffrey. Anyone, anyone want to take umbridge with that? No, uh, I think happy. Lamb, I, I think Lamb had the, he was the number one wide receiver, wasn't he, on the season stats wise. I think that probably will count for quite a lot if you just, you know, because it's just about the season. So, um, yeah, I, I think McCaffrey probably had the biggest impact when he was out. He was injured, wasn't he? For a, was Did he miss a game or something? I think that kind of, or he was sort of like, yeah, I, I think Lamb overall probably had the most impact. I felt like Andrew, you were going to come in a second ago as well before Adam did. I was just going to agree with Sky. I'm, I'm on McCaffrey. I think um, <clears throat> I think what he offers and what he's achieved, obviously being uh, in the running game and the receiving game, I think it just um, has been really dominant. So uh, that's why I'd, I'd put my vote on McCaffrey. I take it, Johnny, you're in, in cahoots with these yeah. lot with CMC. Tom. 
yeah, I can't argue against that. I think, you know, he's put up, um, I think, 2,000 yards, um, you know, from the, from the Lime Scrooge. So, yeah, and, you know, the amount of touchdowns he scores is, is ridiculous. He's um, he's something I feel every time we watch him, he um, he's always able to create something, even out of nothing. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think he's been... Um, a highlight in, in in a year. I think, like as Guy said, it's been a year where a quarterback throughout the season didn't really dominate, and it would have been nice to see, um, you know, someone else get the MVP award. But you know, it's difficult in, in this sport. But McCaffrey yeah, has easily been, I think, um, the pick of a bunch for me. Okay, Three quarters of the way through the season, Adam put money on Tyreek Hill winning the MVP. So why would you then not think he might be offensive player of the year? Because he got Lamb, injured, didn't he, and missed a couple of games. I know, but you know, Lamb was only good at the back end of the year, wasn't he? I think over the course of the season, stats-wise, I think Lamb was the highest, wasn't he? That was that's the issue. I I do think that they take a lot of that into account when it comes to winning these awards. Do you think it is all about stats? I don't think it's all about stats, but I think a lot of it is about stats. So I think there's it, it's going to take one hell of a story, I think, to 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 go against them. Like coming back from the dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would help. <laughs> Sorry, guys, you just haven't got a good enough story. Also, help CD Lands better than Tyreek Hill, but there you go. Oh, whoa! Dolphins fans everywhere go wild. Dolphins, there's a new receiver, mate. Don't shade his new fantasy receiver. <laughs> <laughs> He's right, spent a lot. Defensive player of the year. We've got Deron Bland, Max Crosby, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, and TJ Watt. It's going to be interesting to hear what you guys all think. Andrew, do you want to lead off of it? TJ Watt had money on it before the year started. I'm still sticking it with it. 19 sacks, first, uh, four forced fumbles, fifth. Um, you know, he's, when he's on the field, he, he wins the game. So if it's a stats thing, he's first in sacks. That's his job, win. For those who are listening, I am waving my Steelers towel because I completely agree. He's incredible. Johnny, do you want to tell me I'm wrong? Tell Andrew it's, got wrong be, well. it's got to be Miles Garrett for me. He's the, the you guy. You shut your mouth, Johnny. I have no grounds on this podcast. <laughs> Miles Garrett is just the, the most dominant man and he's got a great rig. He's a brilliant, yeah. Great rig. Oh yeah, well he's yeah, I, he's um I, you know there were the games this year where he, he won the Browns again. I remember the Colts game where he had I think it was about three sacks, a block field goal, um, you know enormous amount of pressures I think he turned up big for the, the Browns in a year where they needed someone to to, to step up and, and fill the void so yeah I'm going for the big guy uh yeah could you I have to admit it I, I you know I will give it to John his rig is fucking fantastic and I believe I, I just wow whoa Whoa, where am I? I've, I've turned into a crazy guy. It's Super Bowl week. Apologies for my advice. Uh, that is not a usual occurrence on this podcast at all. Um, Sky, are you siding with this uh, this guy? Or uh, are you going to go... I've got the giggles. Um... <laughs> You're going to go Michael Parsons. He's a Cowboys player. We know this. Well, you read my mind. Because in the off-season, I had Will Anderson for rookie and Parsons 
for this side, but I don't, I can't make a case for him. I would say TJ Watt or, or Garrett, but the thing that I think is going to work in Garrett's favour is this whole narrative of, oh, they went through X amount of quarterbacks. They still made the playoffs. Mm. Um, he was still, you know, the main guy week in, week out. So, yeah, I'd love to make a case for Parsons or even Bland because, you know, he's had a, a really good season um, with the, you know, almost Madden-like amount of pick sixes at one point. It was it was crazy, right? Um, but I would still go with, with Garrett. I'm sorry, Freddie. So, hang on. I'll jump in, Fred, before you get in there. The, because the Browns went through four quarterbacks, the, the Steelers went through three and still made the playoffs, and their three quarterbacks yeah, but, were worse. In the yes, Browns guy. Yeah. Where's your stats now, buddy? <laughs> I, I feel like it's so like, it's so bad with the narratives, but it's almost like in in the offseason, people were like, oh, well, we know the Steelers don't have a quarterback. Whereas because the Browns, every, you know, people convinced themselves to Sean Watson was suddenly going to, you know, um, stop and be good. I was trying to think of a massage pun, but he's just massaging himself right now and he's been injured all year. So just give Garrett the award. <laughs> but no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. No stats. No stats. No stats, no F-bombs. Adam? Uh, it's defence, isn't it? I don't care. So. <laughs> <laughs> you just said Max that... Crosby after all of that. You just said Max Crosby, yeah. <laughs> I'd have been completely fine. We'd have been like, yeah, well, that's reasonable. Um, MVP, MVP time. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy. No CJ Stroud for me and Sky, who we uh, we were definitely on that bandwagon for a good good portion of the season on the main show. Um, I mean, Adam, who is your MVP for this year? Uh, Lamar. I'm going to go for Lamar still. Uh, I think he showed that he can not only be a rushing quarterback, but he can pass as well. And I think that's uh, that was quite impressive that he managed to do both of them. So, yeah, I'm going to go for them. He struggled in the playoffs, but they don't count. So, uh, yeah, I think he did pretty well. Johnny, what do you reckon? Lamar for MVP? Yeah, I think obviously it, it looks like it, it, it will be Lamar. Um, yeah, we touched on this this year. Lamar was probably the the, the, the quarterback who um, developed most and probably stood out in a year where you know the the top quarterbacks. Mahomes was having you know a couple of problems. Obviously, Joe Burrow's injury. Um, you know there wasn't anyone I don't think during the middle of the season or towards the back end who was probably grabbed the mantle of the award and that's why you know players like McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill were mentioned but you know it's it's a de facto quarterback award isn't it so I think Lamar, Lamar has to win it. Mm. Andrew I can hear a, a lot of shouting going on in Australia from one Byron Burbage our good friend down there <laughs> who when I said about MVP he was fuming that Josh Allen hasn't been in the conversation at all do you agree with him? Uh, I do yeah um I fully agree with him. I started on this a long time ago as well. Um, for me, don't I think it feels like they've already crowned Lamar the MVP, haven't they? It doesn't feel like that anybody's got a shot. But for me, I think the Ravens' defense has been their MVP. I think Lamar's played great, but you know that defense has given him great field position. It's kept them like kept them in games and let him do his thing. And I think that that's been the story for the Ravens, not Lamar. Uh, whereas the Bills. You know, I think Josh Allen, most touchdowns in the league, 29 passing touchdowns, fifth, 15 rushing touchdowns, second, 
4,830 yards total for the team. Halfway midpoint of the season, they, they were like being written off of even if they were going to qualify for the, the playoffs or they might be a wild card. Then he puts the team on his back and he drags them for a six-game winning streak and gets them the second seed and the best possible place to, to win in the playoffs. And he did that with a beat-up defence that was really struggling in that back end of the season. I feel like that, that for me, is an MVP performance, whereas Lamar Jackson's just played great. So uh, I'm fully in the camp of Lamar uh, of Josh Allen being MVP. Adam and Johnny both seemed very unconvinced about everything you were saying. No, I, 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 I agree as well. I think what probably, you know, hurts Allen's case is the inconsistency, I think, at the start of the year. But he he definitely um, carried bills towards the back end of the year and, you know, to within a shot, basically, of beating the Chiefs. So, um, you know, in the postseason. So, yeah, I definitely think he's... he's, he's um, um, He's, he's in contention and should be. Can I ask, do we actually think that there's actually been an MVP? Like someone who's been so stand out that this year? Because I, I think that's more the question. Well, first, firstly, Sky, who do you, who's you reckon is going to win MVP? And then I think that's an interesting one we'll just quickly talk about. I feel so boring saying Lamar only because I said him in the off like the off season. I had to try and dig to find a stat as to why he should have it. Um, and apparently oh, there, there was something linked to the 2007 Patriots, which had me go, oh, we were good that year. Maybe but I'm still not convinced. Whereas McCaffrey <laughs> led the league in rushing, rushing yards after first contact, more than 10 yard plus uh, yard runs, 15 yard runs, first downs, receiving first downs touchdown receptions, receiving yards by a running back. Johnny said he had 2,000 yards. Did he have, what, 21 touchdowns? I think he broke one of Frank Gore's records on the Niners, who was obviously a legend of the 49ers. How can – it's like the same year that Cooper Cup didn't get it and Aaron Rodgers did, I think, when he got the triple crown um, for the receiver position. Why do we still go to this narrative of giving it to a quarterback? I don't uh, – and I think that's the answer to the question that Adam saying is about it's is who has actually wowed us. For me, Chris McCaffrey has wowed me. Yeah, he has been incredible. One. Yeah, he's been box office every game that he's played in, pretty much. Like, I, I don't know outside. You know, it's it's complicated, isn't it? Because, like Adam said, the stats definitely are a narrative in it, and stats should be a narrative in it. But I don't think it should be taken away that the eye test of this all and some players are more exciting and more fun to watch. And people like Chris McCaffrey are. And, and there's certain quarterbacks that are as well. Josh and Lamar are fun to watch. You know, Dak isn't that fun to watch, but he has been impressive this year. Um, and then uh, Brock Purdy, again, isn't visually that impressive, but has still been very good and played at a very, very high level. So, I mean, is it, uh, yeah, I, I can sort of get where you're coming from that, Adam. Thanks. Or you just... <laughs> Oh, I, I think it's going to be an MVP uh, for a quarterback because um, they'll be put in a position where they'll say they're the one that's had to call the play or throw the ball or manage the clock and manage the team. So the running back wouldn't have done those stats if it wasn't for the quarterback or the wide receiver wouldn't have caught the ball if it wasn't for the quarterback. So I think that's why the MVP label of like a, it being – they are 
more than just stats throwing a ball is why people put the, the MVP label on a quarterback over a, a running back or a wide receiver. Hmm. Hmm. But it has, it, yeah, it, it would be nice to see maybe a not a quarterback win it for once. That would be good for the last person to do is Adrian Peterson, if I'm correct. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Simultaneous nods of all four heads. I quite enjoy that. That doesn't happen very often with all four of you nodding <laughs> like that. So I'm quite impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and big strokes as well. Um, thank you everybody for watching and viewing. Apologies for a an accidental f bomb. You know, I mean, we're allowed one a year, right? That's that's okay. Um, go on, Sky. Can I ask? Are, are you all picking the Chiefs? I just need to know before we go, because I feel like at the beginning everyone was saying Chiefs other than me. I just need to I'm keep go, this. I'm, I'm going. I'm going for the Niners. This McCaffrey I'm, talk I'm, has made me. Feel... <laughs> 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 now nah, I'm sticking the Chiefs. 49ers. Yeah. <laughs> Adams Chiefs. I'm 49ers. Sky's 49ers. So we've got we've got a very interesting scenario happening. Um again, thank you everybody for watching and for listening. Enjoy your Super Bowl. Thank you, Sky, Andrew, Johnny, and Adam. It has been lots of fun. Enjoy the Super Bowl. People who we know in Vegas, enjoy Vegas. I'm sure it'll be a heck of a time there. And we'll see you all next week with a probably an early show, probably coming on the Monday um, to do a post-Super Bowl reaction and also check out the betting show on Friday as well with the guys for all your betting needs. I'm sure that'll be fantastic as well. Until then, enjoy your week and enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll see you soon.